to the Slapshot Podcast, episode number 47. I am your host, Chris Pomerez. Thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out. Welcome in. Welcome back. How we doing today? That's right. Let's talk about hockey. We're going to talk about hockey as long as hockey's with us. All right? Hockey's here for a good time. Maybe not a long time, but there's a lot of stuff going on in the NHL right now. A lot of stuff going on with the players. Our main topic today, we're going to be talking about the NHL and the Olympics and whether the players are going or not. Who knows, man? We got a, a, a jam-packed episode today. If you're listening to this over on the YouTube channel, hey, thank you for doing so. While you're there, go ahead, hit the sub button, ring the bell. Thanks a lot. If you do not, if you are not subbed to the YouTube channel, head over there, Fuzzy Chris91. Hit the sub button, ring the bell. If you're listening to this on the Stitcher, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, actually it's Apple Podcasts now. Make sure you go ahead and you subscribe there, whichever platform that you are on thank you very much if you're not following slapshot podcast on twitter go ahead and do so at slapshot podcast follow me on twitter at fuzzy chris 91 let's get all that out of the way all right let's do it the holiday season is here and the nhl has given us no gifts no gifts at all before we dig into that just want to shout out ben bishop man ben bishop announced his retirement from the nhl longtime goalie of the league Played with the Blues, played with Tampa Bay, little stint with L.A., found a home in Dallas, but had to retire. You probably maybe even forgot about Ben Bishop because he's been dealing with a knee injury for, what, better part of two years almost? He tried to come back for it. The knee is just not where it needs to be. It's it's a shame that he has to end his career because of an injury, right? But, I mean, Ben Bishop was a... A really good goalie in the NHL, man. So shout out to him. I'm sure he'll find work in the front office somewhere, maybe even in Dallas if he wants it. Um, but yes, heck of a career for him. It's sad that he had to go out, like I said, based on injury. But, I mean, hey, sometimes the body just won't let us get back to where we want to be. And that was the case for Ben Bishop. So enjoy retirement. And uh, hopefully we see him in the uh, hockey universe sometime soon. All right. Let's talk about the NHL and let's talk about the Olympics, okay? Let's talk about the players going and what's going to happen here, okay? We've, we, we we still don't know. As of today, right? As of today, Saturday, the 18th of December, we have no idea what's going on. We don't have any idea of whether the players are going or not. We know that the NHL has made it clear that the players are going to decide. And they have no choice. Look, the NHL is not saying, hey, they're big boys. They can decide. No. The NHL wanted to be dicks about it. So, the, I mean, hey, they forced it into negotiations. It's been agreed on into the CBA. So, hey, look, that it's up to the players if they want to go, right, for 2022 and 2026. So the NHL, it's not like the NHL saying, hey, man, we want to work together. No, it's literally written on paper. So, I mean, don't think for the minute that the NHL cares about what the players want. If this was up to the NHL, they're definitely not sending their players. They don't want to send their players to the Olympics, right? The NHL makes no money off it. They have to send their assets, right? Owners have to send their assets, their players, and they collect nothing. No TV rights, no marketing, nothing. So to them, they have all the risk and they get nothing in return. I understand why owners may not enjoy that, right? And the IOC, just as bad as the NHL, by the way. They're no better. They're not giving up an inch because, again, you don't want to open up Pandora's box. You don't want to give to the NHL and then have to give to every other professional sports league, right? Think of the NBA in the Summer Olympics, right? Or even for baseball. So they're not going to do that. 
both sides are just going to continue to be dumb and we're just going to live under that world. So let's take a look at it from a player's perspective only about going to China. And we are going to leave out, okay, politics on the Chinese side. We're not going to dig into it, whether they should go for human rights or stuff like that. We're just going to leave all of that out, okay? We're not going to talk about politics. We could be here for four days. We're going to look at this strictly from a monetary perspective and strictly from a player perspective, okay? Let's start with why the players may not want to go, okay? So the International Committee has said with accordance with the Chinese law, okay, that athletes who test positive at the Olympics may have to quarantine up to five weeks. And you think 14 days is long? Try five weeks. That is, I find that obsessive. Again, we're not going to talk about whether it's too much or too little. Chinese law says, hey, this is what it is. You abide or you don't. They govern themselves. Again, whatever. So if I'm an NHL player and I'm hearing this, that I have to be stuck in China for five weeks, I might find that to be hashtag not good, right? And Connor McDavid has come out and said it's unsettling. And of course, he's the best player in the world. I kind of want his opinion on how he feels, right? And this is probably the the right the bar that's going to need to either decrease a little bit or the players are just not going to go. Personally, I don't want the players to go. Not because I don't want to watch the greatest athletes in the world, right? We saw what the last Olympics looked like, right? In 2018, and again, no offense to the players employed in it, it's not the best. It was not the best product on the ice. I want to watch the best players in the world, regardless of the country where they're from, right? We talk about Canada, we talk about the United States, you talk about Finland, you talk about Sweden, you talk about Russia, right? I want to see the best players in the world play on the biggest platform in the world, which is the Olympics. That's what I want to see. But again, the players, the players have to assume the risk here, okay? And here's what I mean. Yes, again, the clubs don't want to send their players. We know that. They get no money in return. Now, think about it if you're a player. Let's take Connor McDavid for a moment, okay? And this is the part where maybe the owners are not necessarily pushing too hard because they know the players are on maybe on their side of saying, uh, maybe we don't go here, right? Think about your Connor McDavid. Imagine you test positive, right? Let's forget you test positive when you get there. Let's say you test positive as the games are finishing. Just before, let's say, I don't know, gold medal game. Let's say Canada makes it that far. You imagine having to test positive and maybe being stuck in China five weeks, not getting paid? Like, not that Connor McDavid has to worry about money. The man's literally got a heated driveway, okay? I mean, how, like, tell me you're rich without telling me you're rich. And all you got to say is, hey, I got a heated driveway. That's kind of where we are, right? So, again, money not an issue here. But think about being stuck in China for five weeks. Again, let's leave politics out of this. Probably not the best, right? It's not great. Who's going to help take care of the players once they are, let's say they get stuck there? Who's taking care of them? Is it the NHL? Is it the committees, right? Hockey Canada, right? USA Hockey, any other federation, right? Who's taking care of these players if they get stuck there. And I think that's what the players want to know first saying, Hey, what happens? And I think the IOC is obviously trying to push Beijing a little bit here. The Chinese government say, Hey man, like five weeks is a lot. Like, how do we get them out of this country to get them at least back home? Forget about, Hey, 
even when they come back home, you have your own set of issues, right? But we obviously know that the NHL governments here in North America are a little bit more, I would say, lenient, right? You got to get a couple of negative tests, boom, you're back out there, everything's fine. And we're watching right now in the NHL, right? I mean, I, I, I put together the COVID tracker list over at fantasyalarm.com. Co- I mean, it, it's full. I mean, take a look at the Calgary Flames. Literally, their whole roster has been affected by COVID. So when you have outbreaks like that, it doesn't look good. Yes, those teams, like for Calgary, they can't play, right? Those games are going to be just made up at a later date. So there's no hockey-related revenue that's lost. Owners want those games to be played. Players want them to be played as well. There's a monetary value here. Going to the Olympics, there is no monetary value, right? There is none. Players don't get more. They just they get to represent their country. And this is a very important thing for some players. Think of the Russians. Think of Alexander Ovechkin. This could be his final Olympics. Who knows if he makes a team in 2026? Who even knows if he's still playing hockey? Man could break Gretzky's record by then and say, you know what? I'm going back to Russia and I'm chugging beers. Who knows? So this could be the final Olympics for certain players. And I could see the interest in them wanting to go. I really can. I understand why, you know, it's a hot topic, right? Because again, you have to risk whether you want to go or not, right? You have to risk it. And that's a tough, that's a tough thing to ask players right now, especially with how everything has been going. I mean, think about it right now, right now. Think of Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is 24. He has never played in the Olympics. Not because he's not good enough, but he hasn't had the opportunity to go. And if we wait another four years, he's going to be 28, right? Well, actually, he probably maybe closer to 29. He's going to be 29 years old before he gets another opportunity to go to the Olympics. I'm sure he's going to be great at 29, but I want to watch 24-year-old Connor McDavid in his prime tearing up the NHL, tear up the Olympics. I want to see that. But I understand how a player can say, hey, man, I might not want that. He's got time in front of him. He, he He's going to play in the Olympics at some point because the NHL is going in 2026. And by God, do I hope COVID is done by then, right? Let's let we're all on the same page here. So how does, how is this going to work? Again, in order for the players to want to even consider going, A, the Chinese government has to move a little bit here and say, hey, five weeks is way too long, man. Help us out, right? Exceptional status, whatever you want, rules for athletes. Again, leave politics out of this, but the Chinese government can flex whatever way they want, right? Do, do they want to flex to the NHL and the rest of the world? That's to be seen. Two, I do not want the NHL and the NHLPA to have to handle it, okay? The NHL doesn't care about its players. Don't say that they do. The players are there to make money. Owners make money. That's the only reason they care. That's the, the only reason they had to put the Olympics in the CBA is because they're money hungry and they're owners. Look, that is what it is. Every single majority owner in the NHL is a billionaire. A lot of billionaires don't care. It's about money. That's how they got there. They're not changing overnight, right? They Most of them don't have a heart. So I don't care. I don't want the NHLPA into it. Stop telling me that the NHLPA cares about its players. The NHLPA cares about certain players, but... We know that they have their issues. I want, again, also, I don't want the IOC to give a shit because we know they don't care. They're just as bad as the NHL. You ever see the Spider-Man meme where both Spider-Man are just pointing at each other because they're the same? 
the IOC and the NHL owners, they're exactly the same. It's about money, right? The IOC wants the NHL players there. It's a better show. More money, more stuff, tickets, blah, 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 blah. I, I think it's up to every single team's nation to handle it. For example, right? Hockey Canada. Their job to take care of the players that they send there. USA Hockey. The Russian Federation. Every other country, right? It, it should be their, their responsibility. Or they should go to the players who they may select. Let's take Canada, for example. Hockey Canada comes out and says, hey, this is our list of players we are thinking of bringing to the Olympics. You get all these players on a call. You say, hey, here's... Here's what it is, A. Here's here's what it is, okay? Here's what it could be. Here's what we're going to do to assist, okay? And start with that. You need these countries to help them and say, hey, this is what we'll do if you have to get stuck there. This is how we'll assist. This is how we can do stuff. Like, they have to be involved. They have to be the primary point for players in order for them to even at least consider it for two minutes, because if you leave it up to the NHL, they don't care. They don't care. And do not leave it up to the NHLPA because they're useless. So every single hockey committee for all these countries have to be the one. And they kind of have to work together in this and say, hey, this is what we do. Same thing, right? Sweden Ice Hockey Federation. Say, hey, all these players we're thinking of going, here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to assist. Here's what we can do should something happen. Play the scenario out as to how you're going to do. These countries care about their players. They do. They want them to go. It's important for them, for especially for smaller countries in the Olympics. You want to be able to, A, not get relegated and come back, right? That's important. That is important. You need them to come back. For some of these federations, it's important, right? It's not important for Canada, the United States, Russia. They're going to be there again next year. It's probably beneficial to the Russians because the KHL players are going to go and they're just going to clean up. But these every single country has to be the one that says, hey, this is what we need to do. And this is how we're going to help. And this is how we are going to protect you. Because the players want to feel like they're going to be protected and that they're going to get out of this. No player wants to be stuck in China five weeks. That thought is very, as McDavid said, unsettling. It's, and, and I can see why certain players who have an opportunity to go back would say, you know what? No, I'm not doing it. I don't want to. Right? Think of these players who have families, young families and stuff. You're taking them away from that. It's in their best interest. And to the NHL, it's in their best interest too. I don't want my player to be out of the league five weeks. Right? You come back and you still miss him for three. Like, let's say he gets at the beginning of the Olympics. You're still missing him in the NHL for three weeks. Think the Edmonton Oilers are going to be happy not having Connor McDavid in their lineup for three weeks if he tests positive? Oilers can miss the playoffs for that. Of course, owners don't want owners don't want this to happen, and all these rules and regulations about what could happen if they test positive doesn't make them want to send them anymore. So I understand why. Again, owners are just doing by the CBA. That's what they signed, so they got to play ball no matter what. But I think there's a notion here that they believe that the players may not want to go. And I don't blame them for not wanting to go because nobody's going to take care of them. The NHL doesn't care about them, and they need their their home countries to care. And is that going to happen? Don't leave it to Don Fear to figure it out. Don't leave it to Bill Daly and Gary Bedman. They clearly don't care. 
They do not care. And the players know that. They know that their leagues don't care. And look, a lot of people say, well, let's go through some alternatives, right? Think about everything going on with COVID right now. The NHL could probably use a little bit of a shutdown and say, hey, let's try to back off here. Let's try to control that. You're too far out, right? Which is why I don't think with everything going on with COVID right now in the NHL, I don't think they shut down the league. I would be very surprised if they do. I think the NHL is just going to do this by a case-by-case basis, and they need to start implementing some measures, A, to protect players, right? So testing and all that stuff, that's probably needed to help protect them. B, help some teams out that are in a little bit of a pickle here, right? The Calgary Flames literally have no lineup, right? They're an, ex- they're, they're an exceptional status to the rule. But remember last year how teams had the taxi squad and these players could come up and down pretty easily? I think it's time we bring back the taxi squad, right? Bring back the taxi squad, give some teams a little bit of a breathing room if they need to get players into the lineup last minute. A, you should not have a player being pulled from a lineup or while he's on the ice or waiting to get on the ice for a COVID test. You should not be waiting at that point. Teams need to get this off the ground early in the day. Say, hey, you show up to the rink early, you're going to get a test. Two hours before you get on the ice, you know if you're positive or not. Don't tell me you can't find the resources, okay? You can find them, okay? If I can get a four-hour COVID test in Vegas, trust me, the NHL can find the budget and whatever organization to help control that. They can figure it out. I know they can. You got to do it. That's how you know that you're putting the players first. Does it cost money? Yes. Do you care about protecting players? You tell me yes. So now step up to the plate and do it. That's the first thing, right? You have to test players and you have to make sure that you can isolate the ones that are even asymptomatic and get them away from the team as quick as possible. You have to. You have no choice or you're going to end up with every team being the Calgary Flames. Get that testing. And you know what? Get teams to get their lineups together two hours before they step onto the ice. You play at 7 o'clock, 5 o'clock, your lineup is set. A, maybe I'm a little bit biased, right? Because I play NHL DFS and fantasy hockey. I kind of want to know, right? I kind of want to tell Barry Trotz to go, you know, F himself because I have to wait until, you know, finding out which goalie steps onto the ice every night to see who started because he doesn't want to give me that information. Force teams to give it to you early. Say, hey, What's going on with your lineup? You got to submit it. Same way they do in baseball. Baseball, you don't have to wait. Four hours before the game start, you know you know exactly what's going on. Who's hitting and who's what. Why in, why in the NHL am I waiting? Why are we waiting for warm-ups? Get those tests done early. Get them early. Get them often. Whether you agree with me or not, it's neither here nor there. Protect players. Get those tests in early. Get them done regularly. Every time you come to the rink, and again, they're going to put in those COVID measures and whatnot. And again, it's for the best interest of the players and the owners. The players don't get paid if they don't play hockey. So everybody's best interest here is to make sure that you play games, which is why I do not believe the NHL is going to shut down. They can't afford. Here's the thing. If they shut down now, we're in December, even let's say end of, let's say end of December. Okay. Let's give it another 10 days. You're going to shut down for what? 10 days? Two weeks? So everybody can heal, get back to where they need to be. And then what? You're going to shut down again in February? The NHL was already unhappy about shutting down two weeks during the Olympics. Think they're going to add another two to it? They can't do anything for the Olympics, by the way. People are like, let's just host a tournament or do it. They can't. Venues are already full. 
Venues have other things going on. They don't just host hockey games. Madison Square Garden is not exclusive to the New York Rangers. They're exclusive to the team that plays hockey on the ice, but they have shows and they have things going on, right? All these venues knew what was happening. The NHL was going to the Olympics, and they said, okay, well, these blocks are booked. You're not going to start moving those. You can't do it. So you can't host a tournament. You can't do this. To the players not going to the Olympics, by the way, right? They don't care. They're like, hey, I'll take the two weeks off. They're fine, right? They weren't going to get paid for it anyways. It's a break. They're still going to get paid for the number of games that they play. I'm sure they'd they'd much rather take the time off. So players are going to get that no matter what. To the players who are going to go to the Olympics, you need it to be safe. And again, I don't think they're going to shut down. They're they're not going to shut down their league right now. At least not the NHL. Right? They're not there yet. Is it problematic? Yes. Can you give teams a little bit of breathing room so you don't have to be like the Colorado Avalanche who dress... I mean, what, 10 forwards and 5 defensemen? Look, this isn't Sunday Beer League. This isn't Craig not showing up on a Sunday because he's hungover and you're just going to play with 7 players because you couldn't find the 2 other ones because your team captain didn't replace them. That's not how this works. This is the NHL. You have the players. You have the resources. Give it to them. Do whatever you need to do so we can dress full lineups. It's in the best interest of the fan. It's in the best interest of the team. It's in the best interest of the league. Give teams some breathing room. So the teams that have done well who haven't been hit with COVID, hey, pat yourself on the back. It's gone well. Ask yourself what you're doing and continue to do it. Maybe you just got lucky, right? I know somebody's going to, yeah, but what am I, my team's not worried about it. Why am I penalized? Hey, listen, everybody's working in this together. Do what's best for the betterment of the majority, all right? The majority of the league is struggling with COVID, Help out the majority of the league, okay? Let's not cater to the exceptions to the rule, right? San Jose Sharks don't have anybody on the COVID list, right? Montreal Canadiens, everybody's hurt. Nobody's on the COVID list as of today, right? Brendan Gallagher's come back. So again, some teams need some relief. If your player goes on the COVID protocol list, take his salary off the books, get yourself and say, hey, for the next couple of weeks, you can have a taxi squad. And say, hey, we're going to do it from this date to this date. Do it. Get a vote. Everybody's fine with it. Players in the NHL making more money. You know, borderline players. Hey, go for it. They're not going to say no. They want to get paid. So, it's in the best interest of everybody. Give teams some flexibility. Show me that you care, NHL. We know you don't. But pretend this holiday season... That your heart is filled with joy for the players who literally make the league run. All right? Don't ever forget that. The owners don't give the NHL players a place to play. The NHL players give the owners an opportunity to make money. All right? Connor McDavid is the product. Not whoever owns the team. Right? I don't pay hundreds of dollars to watch Jeff Molson. I pay hundreds of dollars to watch Carey Price and company when they're healthy and on the ice. I care about the product, not the person who owns it. They're still going to be billionaires, I promise. Right? I care about that. That's what they care about. Don't ever get that forget. Don't don't forget that. Don't go out there defending billionaires, okay? Defend the players. You need them. And we know that you need them, which is why the IOC and everybody knows that the the their their ice hockey product is better with the NHL players there. They need them. You can lie and say it's not. I want to watch players of the highest level, play 
on the biggest stage in the world. That's what I want to see. And the majority of people want to do that. That's what they want. And I think it's up to, like I said, every country has to take this by the horns and say, hey, this is what we need to do. This is the plan moving, whatever that plan is. However you can assist, figure it out, right? Because now everybody say, okay, well, the, the PA is going to vote. Vote on what? The PA representatives may not even be going to the Olympics. You're going to give them a voice? Why am I giving a player who may not be going to the Olympics an opportunity to vote? That's not it. Get the players who are going. Okay? Get the players. Hey, Connor, you may be going to the Olympics. All right? 99% chance you end up there where you're going to make Team Canada. So, here's the plan. Tell me how you feel. Take the opinion of the players who are going, not the PA representatives. Right? PA representatives are like, you know, whatever those people are in school. You know, the like, you know, those committees of parents, you know, the parents who have a lot of time. So they're part of that group of people. I, I, I forget what it's called. Anyways, that's not what you want. Get the players who are directly affected by this because at the end of the day, it's their lives, right? It's their decision. The NHL has said that they are going to make the decision as they should, right? And for me, at this exact moment with the information that we have, I'm not going. If I'm Connor McDavid, I'm not going. I'm saying, no, man, I ain't doing it. I ain't risking five weeks in China, man. Sorry. Ain't no way. <laughs> I ain't doing it. I understand how other players may see how other players, right? Maybe Sidney Crosby says, hey, I want to go, man. This could be my last Olympics. I want to go. There are some players in that boat who may not get an opportunity to go back. And I understand how maybe they want to go and maybe they push a little bit harder. And if look, if those players want to go, at the end of the day, let's say Hockey Canada says, okay, well, look, these players have said they want to go. Can you put a full roster together? Yeah. You guys are willing to accept this? Yeah. Okay, then we're going. That's it. Simple as that. Connor McDavid says, hey, man, I don't want to go. Sidney Crosby and the gang says, hey, I do. All right. We have a full, like I said, make those lists of players you would invite very, very wide. Basically, give yourself two teams, right? This is what Team Canada would look like. This is what the second team would look like if all these top players said no. And then ask these players, say, hey, would you go? If you're part of the team and and, and, and we invite you, say, hey, this is the team that's going to China. You want to go? See how many. If you can't get enough or the consensus is pretty big, right? Like, think about it if only, I don't know, think about it if only half, let's say 12 players say, hey, I would go. You're going to put 12 NHL players and then 12 scrubs from, right, hockey players playing in Europe to go? You could if you want to, right? How good is the product at that point, really? How would those 12 feel? And you don't think those 12 maybe would be discouraged by their clubs? You don't think general managers and owners are coming down saying, hey, man, are you sure you want to do this? Because again, like I said, there's no NHL owner that's pushing for this. They assume all the risk. They do. They assume the entire risk. And they don't like that. They don't like it. They don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. You don't think Daryl Kratz wants 
Connor McDavid to stay on Canadian soil? He doesn't want a star player over in China. Imagine he tests positive. They, like the Oilers are on a terrible streak right now, right? They started off hot and then the Oilers came back down to earth because there's two players on the team dragging it to the top of their division, right? So at the end of the day, they like they need, you need those players. You need them. The Oilers currently, as of today, they are fourth in the Pacific Division. Close your eyes, okay? The Anaheim Ducks are the best team in the Pacific Division. I know. Shut it down. <laughs> right? They're the best team in the division. The Oilers need, A, to get better. They have lots of time, okay? We've played 28 games. Lots of times. But you don't think there's a little bit of a panic starting to say, hey, look, we, we need to regroup. You don't want Connor McDavid stuck somewhere. And then what? Three weeks? and the, Let's say the Oilers, I don't know, they played 300 hockey. They're definitely not playing 500 because they would struggle enormously without their best players. They would. Without Dreisaitl or McDavid. One, or, one of goes down. Hey, who else is stepping up? <laughs> you tell me who's stepping up for the Edmonton Oilers at that point. One of their top players goes down. Nobody. Nobody is stepping up. The team has nobody. They are not a good team. They need their best players to be in the lineup. Again, the owners don't want this to happen. And I understand that. And that's why I think that the NHL is comfortable letting the players decide, knowing that as of today, they're on the side of saying, I may not want to go. And that's fine. I support the players, and that's that's what I would want to do. I would not go. If I was an NHL player today, you came up to me and said, Chris, Olympics, yay or nay? No. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And again, we're going to see a list of teams, a list of teams, probably get hit with COVID hard. I'm reading this right now, right now. You're going to hear it here first, right? Well, probably not because by the time it's posted, it's too late, right? Here that the Nashville press, Elliot Friedman is saying the Nashville press will be shut down through Christmas, okay? Awaiting news for Boston. Boston was supposed to play Montreal, not happening, right? There's also conversation that maybe we don't see Toronto and Vancouver. They're scheduled to play each other tonight, Saturday slate. There's a lot of teams here. If we start pushing these teams back and saying, hey, a couple of teams can't play. You can't get this team to play. Again, I, I at this exact moment, regardless of the information that's coming in, it's, it's just not good. It's not good for the league right now. I don't, I honestly, I don't think they shut it down. I really don't, man. There's too much money here for them. Too much money. But... It's going to be tough with every and, and the more teams shut down or the more teams say, hey, man, we can't go or we can't get our players off the ground. Hey, think about it. Think about the Toronto Maple Leafs shut down, right, for a couple of, I don't know, seven to ten days. Right. Let's say some of these teams are later on in the season. You're going to shut them down and then send them to the Olympics. Man, it's a tough sell here again. Personally, for me. I would not send, I, I as a player would not go to the Olympics. I want to see them there. Me, the fan, selfishly, I do want to see them there. Health comes before everything. 
And for the longest time, right, the players have not had the option of what they do. I mean, look, I know they they bargained this. And they said, hey, man, in a perfect world, we can go. But this is just the one that you just get, you know, chalk it up to the elders. They win again somehow, right? They win. And it sucks. I hate knowing that the owners win. I say, hey, man, we don't even have to send you, and we still gave it to you in the CBA. <laughs> it sucks. But the players need to protect themselves. The league needs to protect their players. Testing for whatever's going on in the NHL right now. And again, unless rules were to drastically change in China, which again, we're not talking about their politics. It's unlikely that China caters to whatever the rest of the world wants because that's not how it works there. I don't see them moving off their stance. I don't see anybody around, right? The IOC, the NHL, or anybody getting, you know, Beijing to move off it. So all that cobbled together. If I'm an NHL player, I'm saying, hey, man, not this year. It sucks, but I don't even think a partial. I think the majority of players don't want to go, and I'm comfortable with that. I'm comfortable with it. And look, if that means two weeks the players get off during the year, shit, man, take it. Just take it. Maybe you can play certain games during that break. Games that you need to recover. Go through and see, hey, there's a venue that's open and there's something, there's a spot we can fit it in. Maybe you try. I don't know. I, I don't know. These are for greater minds than myself to figure out. Right? You let hockey ops figure that out. You That you can let the NHL, the PA fight over. Right? Players who are supposed to have two weeks off, they may be like, wait a minute, I got to go back to work? And don't say, yeah, but it's hockey. You play. Hey, it's a job to them. They have lives outside. They have families. They got things that they want to do. Right? Imagine you had two weeks off. Your boss calls. Say, hey, man, I need you on the second Wednesday. You might tell him that no. NHL players may be of the same. They may say, hey, man, I don't want to. Maybe those players are just, I don't know, they're going on vacation. They can do whatever they want. Let them do stuff. Safely, of course. Right? Let them do it safely. That's my stance here on what the NHL and the players should do for the Olympics. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the podcast for today. If you made it this far, A, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you guys. All right? If you are not, like I said, following the podcast, make sure you do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Go ahead and follow. If you are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, go ahead and do so. You can find all the episodes uploaded on the YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com. Search Fuzzy Chris 91 hit the sub button, ring the bell, follow the podcast on Twitter, at Slapshot Podcast, follow me on Twitter, at Fuzzy Chris 91 There's a lot of information here, folks, a lot of stuff coming out day-to-day, hour-to-hour, basically. It's probably going to be different in a couple of days here, right? We don't know how the NHL is right now, but it's not a good spot. It's not a spot that we want to see it in, right? But again, it's important to keep the players safe, make sure you keep yourself safe, all right? If we don't talk before the holidays, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, happy Kwanzaa, happy Festivus. All right. Stay safe during this crazy time. I love you. We'll talk again soon.